Oh, this week is dragging on forever. Is it just me or do you feel the same way? Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. It is I, Andrew Dimitri, <sighs> the mistress of pop culture, bringing you all things pop culture based. It's been a long ass week. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And that always happens when you come back from a holiday. And I obviously came back from a vacation last week. And I am pretty much um, fried. <laughs> I mean, Tuesday, like I said, I went to Malibu for the day and I just, you know, sort of relax and didn't do much of anything sort of had a me day a self-care day but like I'm still tired and I don't know why and I actually yesterday Thursday took a nap which I haven't done in a long time I mean when I was in Florida I took a nap because I was laying in the sun I was like literally baking in the sun so naturally being in the sun causes you to be so tired and sleepy and groggy but like I am getting enough sleep and I'm eating normally it's just I'm still in vacation mode so quite honestly I I did what I usually do when I'm feeling a little bit of a lull in my life. And I booked another trip. So <laughs> I, in fact, will be out of town next weekend because let me tell you something. Well, I, I am going to a wedding, going to a wedding, but I'm also making a trip out of it and going home to see my parents. Because quite honestly, I miss my family. I haven't been to my parents' house in so long and I really want to go swimming again. And like, honestly, post-COVID, where we were all, and I'm sure many other people feel this way too, where we were all just trapped inside. It's like, I don't want to do anything but be outside these days. I mean, yeah, of course I'm wearing a mask. I'm double masks. Mask, excuse me, uh, as you should too, even though, you know, they said the CDC says you don't have to, but you don't want people to think you're a Republican now. Do you? I know that's really, really shady, and if you're a Republican, there's no shade, but if, like, you're the kind that, like, is anti-masky, then, you know, Whatever. Anyways, I'll say I'd like to say, um, I just need another vacation because uh, a girl is tired. But aside from that, um, what else is new? Not much. Literally nothing new is exciting with me since we last chatted. Although I did go back to Porto's Bakery in Burbank, which is like this really, really delicious bakery that's super, super, um, I don't want to say cheap, but it's like its price points are so great. And they make, no joke, just the greatest snacks and desserts and these like ham profiterole things that I'm literally salivating over right now. I'm going to go home uh, well, I'm not, cause I'm not home right now. I'm actually out. I start my day really early today and I'm um, like literally shove them down my throat because that's how hungry I am. Um, so I hope you're all having a great week. We're literally 90% of the way through the week. Uh, Thursday is Thursday, Thursday. So <laughs> gulp, gulp. Um, and yeah, I have five great stories for you guys today. Pretty good catalog, robust variety of, uh, subject matters and whatnot. So I'm not even going to dawdle because I literally have a bunch of stuff I have to do today. And, um, I want to have my coffee before I fall back asleep. Um, and yeah, so first story of the day comes from page six. Uh, a little bit of Kanye West news once again. I love talking about him because he's so entertaining. Not only is he so entertaining, but he's just, he always has something going on with him. And he like, literally, that's the kind of celebrity, if I were to be a celebrity, that's goals. Kanye is goals because he's so famous. He's so successful. And literally, he's never doing any. I mean, occasionally he like, tweets and whatnot, and, and it makes a statement, but he's literally, for the most part, shell up in Wyoming at his ranch, doing his own thing, completely not thirsting out, and so much is going on with him, but love it, love to see it. Um, Kanye West still wearing wedding band amid Kim Kardashian divorce. I mean, I personally love to see it, but I mean, hey, they're still bound. Kanye West continues to wear his wedding band despite the two months that have passed since his estranged wife, Kim Kardashian, filed for divorce. Oddly enough, the revelation came from DJ Khaled, who posted a picture of West 43 to his Instagram Wednesday after the rapper said, I'm sorry, after the rapper paid a surprise visit to the producer 45 to listen to tracks from his forthcoming album. Quote, 
True story. Kanye stopped by my house at 8 a.m. the other day, Khaled wrote in his grating, all caps fashion, continuing quote, I didn't know he was coming. He had at Chef Melissa Zunga make him some eggs with ketchup and vegan bacon. Oh, that sounds so delicious. I love that Kanye's vegan. Hey, good for him. Um, You know, he's caring for the animals. Although, but he does love furs, doesn't he? So it's a bit of a, you know, what is the word? juxtaposition i don't know putting aside the canceling each other out pairing of eggs and the vegan bacon to focus on the pertinent details page six readers will notice kanye west wearing is visibly wearing the wedding band um on his left hand in the picture the clothes on sunday performer was previously seen wearing the ring in feb while out in la uh quote you know when you get this expression that it's sounding amazing this album god's hands all over it Khalid's caption continued he also posted a photo um love to see it and i love seeing kanye happy i mean kanye is one of those artists who's literally so immersed in music and and, and passionate about what he's doing all of his projects so it's really good to see that kanye's in the uh, frame of mind of working and just creating and being the visionary that he is you know and doing his thing because quite honestly that's what he needs that's what everybody needs when you know when they're in a in the midst of a split. I mean, of course, nobody really knows how he's really feeling because he's, you know, very private and whatnot, as is Kim, with regards to what's going on. So, but love to see it. And I love, I literally made me happy reading this. And I love seeing Kanye. Just, it looks like his soul is so immersed in whatever the song is. And that's so great because Kanye is a music artist, visionary, and, you know, it's fabulous. So, made me very happy to uh, read that. And I came across my desk. But speaking of Kanye, second story of the day is from Page Six Style. Kim Kardashian and Lala Anthony... Twin and teeny bikinis. Okay, you guys might know Lala. You might not know, but I know her because back from her MTV VJ days on TRL, I literally was obsessed with Lala. Um, and there was somebody else too who I really liked, but I don't remember the name. But it was Lala Vasquez. Vasquez, and she used to play all the music videos when I would get home from high school, like ninth grade maybe, and I would turn on TRL, Total Request Live on MTV, and watch my music videos. And Lala was the VJ. She was so good, so personable. And now her and Kimmy K are like literally, they've been good friends for a really long time it seems um but that's great uh kim kardashian's hot girl summer has begun the newly single reality star 40 showed off her assets in a teeny bikini by the pool with bestie lala anthony on wednesday she took a page out of younger sister kylie jenner's book by twinning with twinning with anthony both sported identical tie-dye tops 54 dollars and bottoms 54 by oh the label oh i like that i like that um brand name extended holiday kardashian captioned the image the shapewear savant has been soaking up the sun and enjoying single life lately studying for the bar exam and skimpy swimwear and vacationing in a barely there dress in recent days she's also been partying up with friends recently attending the grand opening of the good time hotel in miami alongside Mal- maluama maluma the beckhams and with more with former assistant stephanie shepherd uh, I know, I know that's not really, like, a relevant, pertinent story, but I literally love talking about Kim because she's an icon, and I love seeing her happy, and I love seeing this new chapter of her life. Um, and, I mean, what's what's really telling, what's really going to be telling, I guess, is when Keeping Up With The Kardashians ends, and we see the reunion with Andy Cohen that Andy Cohen just hosted with the family. I, I talked about that, I think, on Monday or Tuesday, and um, whatever she reveals with the details about Kanye. Kanye, and everything that is basically the inner workings of what's going on. If, in fact, Kim decides to share post-life, post-marriage. Um, so, yeah, love, just love, just love talking about my two favorites. Okay, third story of the day. I'm so excited to be talking about this guy because not only is he an inspiration to everyone, but he is one of my favorite actors. Um, and you may know him from such projects as Inception with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Marion Cotillard, and of course, the babe, um, Tom Hardy, as well as Juno, as well as the Umbrella Academy, as well as my personal favorite, 
X-Men. And he was, I forget what his character's name was, but he had the power where he could run through walls. And he, he was in Days of Future Past, which is my personal favorite X-Men film. He was the one who, when Hugh Jackman was lying down, Wolverine was lying down, did the mind thing that put him back in time. Love it. But anyways, that's, of course, Elliot Page. Um, of course, formerly Ellen Page, as many of you may know. But anyways, uh, Elliot is sitting down talking with Oprah Winfrey, which, you know, love to see. Okay, this is from E! News. Elliot Page tearfully recalls to Oprah Winfrey his most joyful moment since coming out as transgender. Ah, love to see it. Okay. In an emotional interview with Oprah Winfrey, Elliot Page recalls the happiest moment of his life since the start of his transition to becoming a transgender man. The 34-year-old actor known for roles in the movie Juno and the Netflix series The Umbrella Academy opened up about the experience in his first TV interview since coming out as a trans man in December 2020. I love that he's sitting down with Oprah because honestly, who better to shepherd the interview and the story um, than Oprah? She's a pro. As well as Elliot. And I feel like, from what I saw, Oprah made um, Oprah made him feel very comfortable and noticeably nervous, as anyone would be. But it's a huge deal. A monumental occasion, in my opinion. Monumentous. Monumental? Uh, their conversation was filmed for the Media Mogul's Apple TV Plus series, The Oprah Conversation, and will start streaming on Friday, April 30th. Oh, I know I will be watching that. When asked what part of his transition has brought him the most joy, Elliot said, quote, Getting out of the shower and the towels around your waist and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're just like, there I am. And I'm not having that moment where I'm panicked. This past March, three months after coming out on social media, Elliot revealed to Time Magazine that he had undergone top surgery. Quote, it's being able to touch my chest and feel comfortable in my body for probably the first time. The actor told Oprah tearing up tears of joy. Elliot also talked to Vanity Fair about growing up knowing his true gender identity, saying that as a child, he knew, quote, absolutely 100% that he was a boy. Quote, I knew I was a boy when I was a toddler, the actor said. I was writing fake love letters and singing them, and signing them, excuse me, Jason. I love that name. Every little aspect of my life, that is who I was, who I am, and who I knew myself to be. I just couldn't understand when I'd be told, no, you're not. No, you can't be that when you're older. You feel it. Now I'm finally getting myself back to feeling like who I am. It's so beautiful and extraordinary, and there's grief in a way. Elliot also spoke to Oprah about why he decided to detail his coming out journey publicly. Quote, in this time we're in right now, and especially with this horrible backlash we're seeing towards trans people, particularly trans youth, he said, it felt really imperative to do so. Elliot continued, quote, it felt important and selfish for myself and my own well-being, my mental health, and also with this platform, I have the privilege that I have uh, in knowing the pain and the difficulties and the struggles that I face in my life, let alone what so many other people are facing. It absolutely just felt crucial and important for me to share that. Elliot told Vanity Fair, the rhetoric coming from anti-trans activists and the anti-LGBTQ activists is devastating. These bills are going to be responsible for the death of children. It is that simple. So talking to Oprah felt like an opportunity to use a wide-reaching platform to speak from my heart about some of my experience and the resources I've been able to access, uh, whether therapy or surgery, that have allowed me to live my life. Well, okay, many, many things to say. First and foremost, fantastic that you another celebrity is using their platform for the good of mankind, for the good of culture. Um, these people that are anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ+, are just, in my opinion, because literally, I came out when I was 13 years old. I, 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 I'm not trans, but I knew who I was as a gay man when I was 13. I knew. I just, like, knew. You know. Uh, some people have a longer, uh, more, uh, I guess, struggle journey with it. Not everybody, but some people just wait longer. Some people come to the revelation a bit longer in life. I happen to know really early, and I was like, okay, I am this. But not everybody's in a position or in a family or have, has a central group of friends like I did where it's so easy. 
I mean, I definitely had my troubles, but there was, like, a few people in high school that were, like, annoying about it, but, like, now they're, like, nobody's not. Like, where are you? And they're, like, not, uh, like, around. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, uh, I also love, I mean, like I said before, who better for Elliot to sit down with than Oprah? Because Oprah's a great interviewer, completely non- non-judgmental. And I just feel like Oprah, especially after her interview with Meghan and Harry, she did such a good job of, you know, being the, the, what is the word? I got like the, 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 oh, what is that word? It's a golfing word. The, oh, the, oh my gosh, you know, I, okay, you know what I'm trying to say. The catalyst, the catalyst. No, that's not the right word. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Anyways, love to see this. I'm definitely going to be tuning in because, again, I love Elliot Page, not only as an artist, but now as an activist, as a as a person who um, is very important now in the community and stands up for the rights of those who don't necessarily have a voice like he does. So, great. Fantastic. Was one of the greatest uh, stories I read this week. Okay, fourth story of the day is also really interesting. Um, somebody else who I simply adore, Miss Reese Witherspoon. This is from E! News. Reese Witherspoon shares the shitty reason the media treated her differently than Britney Spears. Watch Reese... Watch. Reese Witherspoon talks the good girl image portrayed by tabloids. Reese Witherspoon... Okay, I don't even know. Okay, sorry about that. In a new interview for Time, the 45-year-old actress reflects on the scrutiny she's faced over the years. It was November 2006 that Witherspoon filed for divorce from her now ex-husband, Ryan Felipe, with whom she shares daughter, Ava Felipe, who is literally Reese's twin, if you guys have seen on social media. They are identical. Love it. Um... Uh, 21, and Deacon Felipe, 17. She also has an 8-year-old son, Tennessee Toth, with her husband, Jim Toth. Um, looking back at the time, the Legally Blonde alum recalls being hounded by the paparazzi, who she says follow her to church, to her kid's school, and to their soccer practice. She tells the magazine about a time when an RV with photographers parked outside her California home and pointed their cameras into her kitchen window to snap pictures every hour of every day. As she remembers, quote, my children will tell you stories about being in preschool and people climbing on the roofs of our cars. That's horrendous, in my opinion. Witherspoon, who later moved her family to Nashville, compares her experience to Britney Spears in that the 39-year-old singer also filed for divorce from her now ex-husband Kevin Federline in November 2006 and was constantly chased by the paparazzi with her two kids, Sean Preston Federline, 15, and Jaden, 14. Still, Witherspoon knows the media treated her differently than Spears. The Oscar winner told Time... Women like Spears, Paris Hilton, and Lindsay Lohan were painted as, quote, bad, while women like herself and Jennifer Garner were labeled as, quote, good, pointing to how her screaming at the cameras never struck to her reputation like it did with her fellow stars. What if the media had decided I was something else, Witherspoon asked? I would be in a totally different position. I want to say it's my decisions or the career choices that I made, but it felt very arbitrary and kind of shitty. The New York Times examined Spears' treatment by the media along with her conservatorship battle in its documentary Framing Britney Spears. Hilton reflected on this topic in a February episode of her podcast, This is Paris. Quote, I've been reading all these articles about coming out. By the way, again, this article's on Enos. It's really interesting, and I love reading it. You might find it fascinating, too, if you're a fan of all these people like I am. I love plugging for things that, you know, I'm just passionate about. But I, I have so many thoughts about this, but I'm going to keep reading it. I love this article. I love these girls, and I love these stars. And I love, I love everything that Reese said. Um, but anyways, to go back to the article, quote, I've been reading all these articles about all these articles coming out where they were just saying like Britney, Paris, and just like a group of us were treated so unfairly and just like this really misogynistic view and just being very cruel and mean, making fun of us, she said, continuing, quote, it made me think a lot this week, reading all these new things that are coming out after the Britney film. Oh, I guess that's the end of the article. Well, here's the thing. Reese pointed out something very, uh, I guess, apparent that the media totally treated her and Jen Garner differently versus these girls. I mean, there's no difference other than the fact 
Reese is an actress. Jen's an actress. Brittany's a, a musician. Paris was a, a, a socialite. Yeah, but she was a mogul. She was a businesswoman. She had done movies. What makes it different? Okay, because Paris is out partying. She, she w- w- was to be... Um, you know, criticized and, and treated completely differently. I, I know we're in a way different time these days. Like, none of... The, more than half of what the headlines were back when Paris was literally the it girl around town uh, would just not fly these days. So, I totally understand that. I mean, it's horrible that that uh, photographers and paparazzi went out were climbing the roof of Reese's kids' preschool. That's just, like, wrong. But... I mean, look, we're in a very different age, and I, I only hope that, you know, justice for Brittany, uh, again, I know I reported this earlier this week that she is is now going to court to speak in front of the judge herself. Love it. Um, and also, you know, justice for Paris. Her documentary is fabulous, and I love that all these girls that were treated so harshly are now speaking about it, and, and, and people are understanding their POV, their point of view, and, and why they're so outraged by it. So I think this was really great that Reese brought this up, and it's a larger conversation, of course, but um, yeah, it's great. So I love Reese Witherspoon, though, and uh, I'm so excited for Legally Blonde 3, which, of course, is being written by Minnie Kaling. I can't wait to see what she's in next. But she, for, to me, she's always going to be, I forget what her character's name was, but she's always going to be the star of Sweet on Alabama, which is literally one of my favorite movies of all time, with... um. Uh, that really handsome guy, Josh something, Reese, uh, Candace Bergen, who is literally like my favorite actress ever. And yeah. Okay. Now we bring ourselves to our fifth and final story of the day. Bit of a weird story, but I thought I would report about it because, hey, why not? And I literally don't think I ever really talk about this guy, but Justin Bieber is like just such a gem. This is from E! Online. Justin Bieber sent Victoria Beckham Crocs and her reaction was priceless. Okay, if you all know Victoria Beckham, who's literally like the most fabulous fashionista ever, um, she's a heels gal. She's like SJP. Just fabulous. Always wearing, he- wearing heels. I feel like she wears heels when she goes to the gym, cooks breakfast, goes to the bathroom, takes a shower. I just really like goes to the beach, probably goes snorkeling in high heels. I mean, I just love to see it. I mean, I know that she doesn't, but a girl can dream. uh, Victoria Beckham can't stop laughing after Justin Bieber sent her a pair of surprising footwear. The Spice Girl star took her Instagram story on April 27th to show off the lilac crocs she received from For the Singer. Quote, a lot of people have been asking me what I'm planning on wearing after lockdown, she wrote to her 28.9 million followers. Damn, girl. What do we think about the suggestion from at Justin Bieber? The fashion designer then gave fans a close-up look at the shoes, which feature various charms from Justin's Drew House collab. Okay, this is so kind of Justin to send me some Crocs, Victoria said. Never worn a pair of Crocs. This did make me laugh. I mean, it is a thought that counts. Thank you so much. Love the shade. The mom of went on to note that she wasn't so sure what to say about the footwear, but she thanked anyone... The artist, again, she thanked the anyone artist again for the gift. Victoria also posted a poll asking fans, quote, will I be wearing lilac Crocs? She also noted that she can't wait to see the results. Actually, there's a photo here in the article, and I actually really like them. They're very chic, and they're very Victoria. Um, But again, like I said, Victoria is a heels gal, but maybe she'll do something fabulous. I mean, if Victoria Beckham were to wear, like, a uh, what do you call it, potato sack, it would be iconic. And this makes me think again, and I know this re- I referenced this, I think earlier this week or last week, um, but when Victoria Beckham was in an episode of Ugly Betty and she was Wilhelmina's bridesmaid and Wilhelmina gave her a bridesmaid's dress, she didn't love it, and then Wilhelmina was like jealous. Wilhelmina, of course, played by the iconic Vanessa Williams. This was season one or two when Wilhelmina, when Wilhelmina was marrying um, Robert Mead. Oh my God, I, I have to watch Ugly Betty again. I think it's streaming on Hulu. It's one of the most iconic shows ever. Um, but anyways, oh yeah, so she gets jealous because... Victoria is, like, taking up all the attention, taking up all the attention, taking all the attention from Wilhelmina to her. And so she tells Vera Way, who designs the dress, to make her a frock. But then Victoria Beckham goes out and parties in, Vic- in, in Wilhelmina's 
thing. And Wilhelmina's bridesmaid's dress is literally so shady. It's savage. It's one of the greatest episodes of all time. Highly suggest watching Ugly Betty if you guys are in the mood of, like, a feel-good show. It's four seasons. It's fabulous. It's so funny. Amanda and Mark, I mean, I can't even handle it. There's a, there's a line that I always use. It's, hey, skinny bitches, and Betty. Because, like, America Ferrera is literally the most fabulous actress ever. But Amanda, who was played by the hilarious and very talented Becky Newton, um... You know what? I can't explain it because you have to see the show to get it. But it's such a good show! So anyway, shout out to Victoria Beckham because it always brings me back to Ugly Betty. And when things in life bring me back to Ugly Betty, Gossip Girl, Game of Thrones, Mean Girls, any of that stuff, it warms my heart because that's just, you know, the world I live in. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this Thursday episode of the Mission of Pop Culture. But I'm very, very awake now and I need to go get some coffee because I'm literally ready to start my day. I hope you all have a fabulous Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, have a cocktail. If you don't drink, then don't have a cocktail. I'm going to do what you do, girl. Do what you do. And I will see you at the jailhouse. Bye-boo. If you don't know where that's from, then I highly suggest you watch Real Houses of Atlanta because Nina Lee comes out with the most iconic lies. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Radio, Google, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere where um, podcasts stream. And uh, yeah, you, 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 girl. (laughs) All right. Bye.